Welcome back to the Merck Club Podcast. I'm your host, The Merck, and I'm back with yet another episode for you guys. Sorry for the delay as always, but, you know, shit happens. However, since we are in the spirit of Halloween, I decided to dig up uh, a guest, one of the uh, Merck Club originals, co-host, the one and only, the icon, con, con, con. Holler. I think that's my favorite one of all, my boy. The one that res- that resounds, that resonates. Yeah. Yep. Hey, you, you remember you used to make back in the day in high school? You used to make like little sound effects like that, right? Didn't you do that for yourself? The icon, con, con? Nope. That was uh, that was Marcus Rocio's brother. He used to throw, oh, used to but throw you, that out for me. But you recorded that, didn't you? Uh, the icon. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the ad libs. Yep. That was Marcus Rocio's brother. He recorded. That was for like a, a for my proposed entrance music. We were coming up with it was going to be like an NWO type deal with some. Uh, that was tight. But I mean, you did all that yourself, the editing and all that. Well, you know, I I had a creative team behind me at the time. Well, they're brothers. <laughs> no, but no, but they dress like it. You know, like uh, no, um, you know what? I might have done that, like on on that with botch, actually. Maybe I could have sworn you did that on your own. Wow, maybe if I'm not mistaken. On my own computer. What happened? What happened to that creative genius? Am I am I not giving myself enough credit? I don't listen, think so. I mean, I, I could have sworn listen, I was a icon original, man. Listen, behind the man, there's a whole, there's a whole cadre. There's, there's, there's more than one icon. Okay, that's the way it is, baby. That's what, that's what we all have grown to learn as time goes by. I could, there's no way one man does it on his own. That's why I'm back with my boy. You feel me? Well, made you. Uh, you know, I know we've been talking about this for a while, but. What was the desire? Did you miss it? Um, you know, I uh, as far as getting on this microphone and talking to the people, yeah, yeah, that's a pleasant experience, brother. But just just getting on it and uh, talking to you primarily, you feel me? Because I know, I know, kayfabe, we, I'm like I'm a blast from the past or whatever, right? But yeah, yeah, yeah. But in real life, never ever far from the present. You know, because you and I, we have that unique ability. But people say it all the time. But it's true. Where we could just pick up, and it's like it's it's it ain't no thing at all. We just pick up, and it's it's a remarkable thing, really, to me. And uh, I don't. That is a gift, man. I mean, I mean, the fact that I think that's a example of what friendship is. You know, one good example is you can, I mean, I'm pretty sure me, you could stop talking for like a year or two. And, and if I was to pick up and make a phone call or vice versa, it'll be like, we're just hanging out yesterday type thing. You know what I mean? It wouldn't be like weird or awkward. No, at all, bro. At all. I wouldn't. And you know what? And I know you'd still be doing good. I know you'd still be, be speaking off the cuff. I know you still be, be popping everybody. You know what I'm saying? I, 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 the only I thing that would worry it. me I was, was if you'd be any skinnier. Skinnier? <laughs> hey, 
I eat, dog. I just, I, I don't know. Maybe as I get older, my metabolism gets, I don't know, picks up rather than, you know, slowing down. Wow. And I don't want to jinx it, but. Wow. <laughs> wow. You, hear I mean, that? you never know. You must take a lot of goat weed. No, this is a lot of fat burners. No <laughs> 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 uh, fat burners and uh, a lot of uh, a lot of Red Bull fasting, fasting. Let's see here and vomiting, and you know, just vomit. A lot of vomiting. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <sighs> Fucked up. <laughs> but uh, yeah. I hope you know how you been. People want to know how you been. How how's you know life for you in general. You know, everything good? Cool. Kayfabe, killing it. Nothing better, baby. Living the dream, growing every day, building, building. You know what I'm building. saying? Building. Hashtag building. Building. Big. Boom. Yeah, but in reality, man, honestly, just out here, just doing the thing in California, just surviving that crazy wave, man, that, 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 Took everybody by surprise. You know what I'm saying? Um, you talking about the the heat wave? The heat wave, brother. No, just I'm talking about the the flu. Yeah, I'm talking about um, just just the everything the that, everything that's happened, bro. <laughs> everything that's happened since the since uh, since the world shut down, and since and since my boy decided that that. Uh, All right, that, let's talk about it. Let's go, Brandon. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh, and my boy decided it was time to to ski daddle to make do on on your words that you that you had somewhere to go. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, you know, there was a time for talk and there was a time for walking. Wow. And, uh, I, it was time for me to start two stepping on out of there. Feel me? Wow. I was like, I ain't walking. I'm dancing out of here. <laughs> my boy. Oh man. My boy, and and how do you? I mean, and you love it. You love it. Are you oh, building? Yeah, Are you building? Of course, I'm building, bro. Hashtag building. There you know, I'm Mexican. That's what we do. We build. <laughs> there we go, my boy. Yep, yep. You're changing the census out there in Tennessee for sure, my boy. Oh hell yeah! I put my uh, sh- uh, my hand on the shoulder of uh, a brother at work, and uh, he was talking about how the South was back in the day, and. What I should, and this is real talk. Put your hand on the shoulder of democracy. And I put my, because <laughs> somehow how it was in the South and races and black and white and, you know, all the history. <clears throat> and I sat there listening, you know, open heart, open ears. And all I could say was like, well, put my hand on the sh- shoulder and I said, well, I'm here, man. And things are changing. <laughs> So, ain't gonna be so down the middle for too long out here. That's for sure. Yeah, are you for it'll real? Be, it'll be diverse. Yeah, it, of course. It's it, it's a hard thing. It's a how do you how do you deal with grief when when people have like suffer a passing and it's and it's somebody that you know or maybe somebody that's just an acquaintance and they and they share it with you. How do you deal? Like, what, what do you say? Because yeah, you just listen, man. First of all, you just listen. Let them talk. Yeah. And then uh, kind of dissect it a bit. And you try to be understanding and compassionate. Yeah. So but at the same time. What does that sound like for you? 
don't know when he was explaining how like I get the history that we all you know every every race has a fucking history. Yeah. I mean, every race, this you know, do a little bit of research and you'll figure it out. Every race has its own drama, and its own trials and persecutions. Um. But the thing I try to focus on is ahead. I mean, we can always dwell on the past and not just race. We can dwell on the past of, of like something or a parent or a friend that did to us many years ago. You can dwell on that all day and be bitter, but you're going to be bitter till you die. So you want to be bitter till you die or you want to look and leave your past in the past or and at the same time look ahead and change the your future your direction and that's the choice that we all have to make independently no one's going to make for us so for me i try to steer people and looking ahead like okay whatever happened yesterday is yesterday you know it ain't today and it ain't tomorrow so like what are you going to do about it do you agree i mean yesterday is relevant today in the sense that we gotta we gotta build right you gotta build on yesterday in order to to make it holler today and then from that you gotta build build on yesterday yeah but you're building you're building today you're building tomorrow on top of the bullshit that we all dealt with I mean I don't know I just you know, being a Mexican, I never looked at that kind of stuff. And it's not cliche or I genuinely never cared about stereotypes and shit like that. So I don't know. Like, I I just chased what stuff I that made me happy and that was it. You know? I don't... I didn't want to build walls around me and... Like... The idea of boxing yourself in just doesn't sound appealing. And, like, nor do I care, to be honest. It's not, like, a bad not caring. It is a genuine I do not care about that kind of stuff. I just, you know? Does that make sense to you? Well, is is there anything that you do miss about California? Uh, friends, family, of course. Everyone's still back home. But mostly that, friends and family. Yeah. Mainly my mom, of course, but she understood at the same time. And I feel like this is the weird moment in time. I don't know if you agree or not, but like, it's like someone took the United States map and just shook it up. And people who are normally were predestined to, you know, born and raised somewhere and that's where you die. Or like there's so many families of like you know spread throughout the country into states they never touched down or been to. For me, for example, and we're just establishing, you know, a life here with our family and our children, and then they're gonna get married and you know offspring. It's just it's just a crazy moment in time, you know. It's weird, but kind of like cool, same time. That's why. Placed my hand on that one of my my coworkers on his shoulder, and you know, told him like, 
you know, in a good way. Like, well, it ain't like, ain't gonna be like that for much longer, brother. Cause, uh, a lot of people from different races and cultures are moving out this way. So those don't be surprised if things are so quote, you know, black and white end quote. So this is crazy. Of, I feel you. Is, right. Is there anything that you don't miss about California? Um, the homeless people. <laughs> Also known as the drug addicts. So I don't miss the alphabet boys. Let's see what. <laughs> <laughs> you want to talk about the alphabet, alphabet boys or you want to just keep going? The alphabet boys. Yeah. Get into it. Yeah. No, no I don't think people are ready for that, my friend. But one day. <laughs> Don't worry. The bullets are loaded in the chamber. And they're ready to fire off. <laughs> I don't miss the uh, the gas prices. Um, the crazy traffic. Ooh. The endless traffic. Right. But yeah, I mean, other than that, like I said, just mainly friends and family. That's about it. That was the hardest. But I also miss, you know, our home, we, the first house we bought. Um, yeah. And I had both my girls there and, you know, we create our own individual memories. So I'm not going to lie, leaving when I drove off that last morning there in Cali, that really kind of got me. And no lie, but, but I knew that there's something to look forward to on the, uh, no, ahead mm -mm. in the future. And it's all about perspective at the end of the day. However you go into anything, it's all about, you can go into something negative or positive and whether the outcome may not be the one you like. If so, that happens. If your, if your mind is in the right place, you can look at it as a, like a learning experience or a bitter fucking one, you know, I'll never, you know, it's all, it's all per the individual. So we went into it with a, the right frame of mind, and it, it worked, man. You know, still you love it. I didn't, I didn't have like, I didn't have doubt. Yeah, there was like some kind of moments where it's like, like fuck, I'm starting fresh. I'm, I'm jumping into this with no, like. No friends out there, no nothing, no support system. This is us. And away from your parents. I think that's the hard yeah. part, my brother. But uh we fucking made it work, man. And then uh I don't I don't regret it one bit. It's like it's one of those things you'll never know until you do it, right? Mm -hmm. You just sit there and make excuses and wonder what if and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But you'll never know. You will never truly know unless you freaking do the thing that is, you know, crippling you, whatever. And some of the people can't do it. No, man. I mean, they're stuck. They're conformed and, you know, they're in their little safe zones. And... Chains, brother. Yep. Shackles. And uh, let my people go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. But hey, man, let's 
let's get into this. How about you? Everything, I, but I'm I'm sure you're doing good. I mean, I hear my family. They they do little gripes here and there about, you know, stuff they don't like and what's going on and gas still hovering around six bucks. I know they're not happy about that, but I mean, for the most part, everyone, all my friends and I know you're doing good too. So, I mean, it's not like Cali's a shithole, right? No, it's California. It's it's California. It's just that you're paying a price in, in several ways. You're paying a price to live in California. But for the time being, yeah, we're still raising our kids out here. We're still loving life out here. Um, and and I, that's why I think it's crazy. Like you said, eventually your girls will grow up. They'll get married, but they'll get married out there. It's like, you know, you're truly transplanted. You're, you're setting up your family system out there in a new ecosystem. Yep. yep. And this is crazy because it's just going to like, it will spread down the road. So that's why I, I like, I, I really try telling these like old school, like I call them um, the OGs because they're like older than me. Yeah. And uh, I tell them like things like, I know you're, you're look at it from one side and I get your perspective 1%. Yeah. I'm not discrediting it, but at the same time, if you see mine, if you like truly see what I'm trying to tell you, it's nothing's going to be the same in the South and the West and the East, you know, whatever East, what everything's like been shooken up. It sounds, it sounds, like, sounds like you're trying to red pill these guys. And it's a, it's just a crazy moment in time, dude. I mean, that's just the facts, dude. Like there's so many, like, what do you Never in my wildest dreams growing up, I Control wanted to be a Tennessee. Control your narrative, or... Gramps. Is that what you tell these guys? You know, no, you know what I mean. Never in my wildest dreams, if I was like my eighteen-year-old me, nineteen, if he said you're gonna move to Tennessee, I'd probably yeah, right. I ain't never fucking leaving Cali. I'm gonna die here. I was born here. I'm gonna die here. And that was always the mentality back in the day. No matter where you lived, you know. You know what? It was rare where people Fuck left. It. Hawaii or bust. Anything else, man? What's the point? Hawaii or bust? Shit, Iraq, homie. <laughs> <laughs> Want to see the the white sandy beaches? You got yeah. <laughs> I'm talking about. I want to see some martyrs. You know. Shit, I want to see people throwing off roofs. Uh, acid being thrown on women's faces for lying. Shit, that's. That's what I'm talking about. You feel me? <laughs> only, only as a tourist though. Not, I don't want to live there. I'm just fucking. You even condone it, huh? Alright, man. Let's get into this, this wrestling talk. There's something I've been wanting to ask you. What are we gonna trademark it? Uh, I don't know. Lucha talk. Okay, how about what about WrestleMania? Like, you know, because, like, manja is, like, to eat, right? Isn't it? Like, Italian? And, like, instead of WrestleMania, WrestleMania, like, cause we're, we're chopping it up. We're chewing it up about wrestling. You feel me? Uh, All right. I don't know. All right, let's roll into it. What's up? First topic of WrestleMania. <laughs> All right, first topic of Lucha Talk. Um <laughs> What do you call it? Yeah. We'll just call it. I, like I don't it. know. That's perfect. What? Yeah, the... The, uh... Lucha talk? Yeah. 
the plancha. All right. La plancha. I wanted to ask you, since this whole um, CM Punk thing broke out a while, what is it, like a month ago now? Three weeks? How has it been? Well, what do you mean since broke the, out? The CM, the CM Punk media scrum where he went, you know. Wow. Off the record. and he won the belt, you mean? Since the big night, CM Punk came home and won the belt. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to know how did you feel about that because I know you're a big, big CM Punk guy. In fact, you got me, you you had me bear witness to the to the original pipe bomb. I did. I did. Yeah. So how- I mean, I I wasn't okay. I wasn't when he was up there talking, shooting the shit. I that really didn't. I mean, how you felt when he bothered me when, when he won the belt. Well, well, which which time? That time. Dropped the second it. time. Second time. When he won the belt, right then and there. I figured, you know, he missed the summer of punk, so I figured Tony Khan was going to give him the shot again because I think that was his ultimate goal was for him to have the strap for a while. Okay, so let me ask Trying you this. To build a company up, so I was kind of excited for it. As, so when everything know. transpired at the scrum, which, which we are, we're going to get into this, but when everything transpired, did you think CM Punk was going to keep that belt and keep defending it in against, you know, AEW wrestlers, either the elite or, or anybody else who challenged him for the belt? Did you think that, 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 that he wouldn't, he would keep wrestling? I honestly did think he was going to have a solid run. Even after, even after the scrum, you didn't think it was going to be over for him. You thought they were working. Yeah. And uh, maybe a heel turn somewhere. Something. I, I didn't think he was going to get pulled. I did. It did come a little bit as a shock when it did, but. But again, I still I still think it's some down somewhere in there is a it's a work, my opinion. Somewhere. I just I don't know the fact that. That you're, that Punk sat there and said all the stuff he said. With his boss right next to him. Obviously he co-signed. At any given moment he could have just pulled the mic and said, Hey, all right, you know what? Let's let's uh take a break for now. Right, because that was astonishing. You know I mean? Tony Khan never he, never stopped him. In fact, gave Punk plenty of space to keep talking. In fact, Punk stepped on Tony's words a couple of times and Tony didn't have any problem with that. Yeah, you're right. He did. He did cut him off. A few times, yeah. Punk. But like, like to me, if I was the boss, CM I mean, Punk, bro, he was just he was swinging that thing around. He was the champ, and he was letting everybody know it, know how he felt. It was Punk's time to process his feelings, my boy. And he didn't even get, he didn't care about about the the consequences. What were the consequences? What happened after the scrum? He got his uh, title. Title uh, stripped, him and the Bucks and uh, Kenny Omega, and they're all placed on uh, suspension. Okay, so this is this is stupid to me, dude. Because okay, we're talking about pro wrestlers, bro. All right, and uh, you know, Punk speaks his mind, and you know, off the record, on the record, we don't really know. We just know what's being told to us. 
But everyone flips their lid. All the marks, all the fans are like, oh, this is stupid. You know, he sounded whiny and blah, blah. Mm. But, mm. I mean, if you watch UFC, right, what do they do on there when they go up there and have their media, you know, what do they do up there? Opponents. What do they do to each other? They talk shit. Yeah. Right in front of who? The boss. Dana White, yeah. And sometimes they talk shit on Dana White. And no one bats an eye with that. And that's real and that's the real fights. So why is and why is everyone so like gun like bent out of shape over some fake wrestlers talking shit? Wow. Like, is that the million dollar question, my guy? How long do you have to talk about that? <laughs> Why are people so bent out of shape about it? I mean, look at here. I'll, I'll bring another point. Everyone wants to talk about that. When that happened, everyone, every every podcast out there was talking about it. Every the Jim Cornettes, the Nashes, uh, you know, the Conans—they're all just. If feeding off this shit, talking about it nonstop. Like, it was like, oh, you know, everyone's giving their fucking opinion. But in the real world, I mean, bro, we all we all talk, talk trash politically about how we feel. We bash one another. We're, like, super hateful, and that's fine, right? But the minute some fake wrestlers want to speak their mind, everyone flips their lid. Oh, they should have done that. It's not good for business. Go fuck out of here. It's so stupid. In the in the grand scheme of things, I'm saying. Look, it, that's all true and correct, but those two things don't gotta be mutually exclusive. He did shit on the company. He did shit on Tony Khan, but he also brought pro wrestling back, bro. I was so engaged. Oh my god, I couldn't even believe what was happening. I told you that I thought it was it was a shoot. You said that you thought it was a work. And and but I, but what I did say was I thought Tony Khan would get. I said he should ride CM Punk, ride him out, ride this shit out. But this is before that I found out about the fight. This is before everyone got suspended. This is before all of that. But and, and even with that, even with the fight, you're right. What is the big deal? You know that I don't know because the some of these yeah, people forget what pro wrestling is all about. CM Punk had to remind some people and put some people in their place. You know what I'm saying verbally. And then I wonder what happened in the back. I really wish, you know, um, yeah, I really wish we had a clear understanding. I want the details, like like in the Bret Hart book. Yep. We all want the details, man. It's just a bunch, it's just fucking egos in the back, dude. And, you know, we'll never know, really. And I feel like maybe that's why I, I'm guessing why Cody left. Maybe... He was promised to go a certain direction, and then halfway in, he realized that he wasn't on the same track as was where he started, and decided to part ways professionally. You know, he did it in the most respectful way. But uh, maybe Punk got a taste of that, and he, like you said, he had to show these these rookies how it's done, how 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 you make how you how you run a business, how you make money. And, you know, put your your childish drama aside, your teenage drama, and make money. But we'll never know, I guess. And I I still feel like part of it's a work. Like, I don't know. It's just weird how 
it's gonna bug me how the boss just sat there just eating it you know what I mean but to your point um he did get people to tune in more and he did get people to talk about AW whether you agree with with what he said or not that is 100% correct absolutely you know what I think what we saw from Tony Khan was this he bought a wrestling company um you know, I think he bought it with with the true, sincere intent to to go head to head to offer the the best wrestling that he saw fit. What he knew in his heart, and in Dave Meltzer's heart, what he knew to be the best kind of professional wrestling. He wanted to put it on. He wanted to be the man that made it happen. He wanted to be the man at the scrums. He doesn't necessarily want to be the boss, but he does want to be at the table. And that's what you saw that night with CM Punk. Tony Khan wasn't being the boss, but he was happy to be at the table, you know, and, and I think that's a good perspective, right? 100%. And I think that, uh, what you saw was him giving CM Punk as much space as Punk wanted to take. And that was just a, ma- a matter of respect. And that's why I really thought Tony Khan needs to keep going with Punk, even at the expense of the, of the EVPs, even if it rankles their feathers, he needs to stick with Punk. It was hot. It was fire. It felt like fucking, it felt like, like Brian Pillman when he was the loose cannon. Like, was, what is going on? You know what I mean? It was, it was excellent. And then just like that, it, um, we're just back to just wrestling again. You know what I mean? Oh, well. I know. This is, but you're right. Back to like, you when Stone Cold Steve Austin went to ECW and he was all bitter about WCW. And he cut that promo on Hulk Hogan and bitch off. It was so raw and real, you know, because he was actually venting feelings of how he was treated in one promotion. You know, but I, I like it. That. Just people just, you know what I mean? That's that's where I see AEW has so much potential. I like that Tony Khan is is uh, I like that he's a fan, and he wants to give the wrestlers a chance to be wrestlers. He wants to give them the space to speak on an open mic. It's just that they all can't cut it yet. Guy like MJF, great. The guys from WWE, most of them, great. Some of these other jabronis, man, got a lot of work to do. You know what I mean? But, but the, of course, yeah. yeah. But he does give them the chance to to make an epic moment, a la Steve Austin. The way you know, Paul Heyman gave that platform. You know, ECW to whether it be a, a disgruntled WWF superstar from that time or WCW. But remember, they would go there and they would fucking bitch and complain about prior promotions that they weren't given a chance and whatnot. But it did elevate them in, a, in some sort of way. Yeah, that was Heyman's hustle, huh? Oh, yeah. Yeah. He he was smart. Smart. He, he brought he took something that was like not talked about in one promotion – Unless you're behind the scenes. And he, he told these wrestlers who left disgruntled, like, come over here and just talk about what happened to you in real life. Keyword, real life. And people, you know, were attracted to that at that time. And that's something that we're, like, it's missing in today's wrestling world. But I, I feel like that they're starting to kind of, like, talk about one another. Like, it's all right. I mean, I think AEW broke that fourth wall. 
Right. For sure. Right. Cross promotions. Right. But you get what I'm saying? Yes. And when you like when you talk about visionaries like Heyman, I mean I wonder how somebody like him would have handled the punk uh the punk elite, you know, situation. I wonder even how Eric Bischoff, how how they would have handled it. Both backstage and front facing, how they would have capitalized on it. You know what I mean? I, I, think, I wonder. I think Paul Hammond would have would have saw uh, blood in the water like a fucking shark. He would have said, "Hey guys, I think I told you this before." I think he would have pulled them all aside, all parties involved. Hey, you guys have some issues? Air out your grievances right now. Like we're not going to continue to run this business this way. All right. I want you guys to squash it, shake hands. Uh dead to beef but we got we got to capitalize on this situation we can make we can all get stupid or rich if we just you know keep this going you get what i'm saying Absolutely. that's paul Heyman. that is paul Heyman. you know that's anybody said, that knows how to work in the in the yeah. in the business but these guys i guess you know they stopped working it got real shoot real fast brother somebody got bit you know what i mean yeah hey, omega some people think he's the best wrestler in the world. He he got bit, a good one, by Ace Steel. Another another guy. Some people think he's the best wrestler in the world. <laughs> hey, hey, hey Steel, hey, you seen that? You seen that Booker T clip where he starts talking about it? Like you said, everybody was talking about it. So Booker T starts talking about it, and he goes, he goes, and CM Punk got in a fight with somebody named H Steel. And he starts laughing, and he goes, who's, is he a worker? He doesn't even know who she is. Is he a worker? He's still, oh, man. Oh, man, bro. That's so funny. That sounds about right. Hey, he's the most, he's the most uh, ill-noted individual. I did the most notorious, heinous thing. He just bit this guy. Anyways, um, Yeah. I think the whole shit's hilarious. I was so pumped up. It was reality wrestling, bro. I was freaking, I was excited. Punk was making me excited. When he was charging into the crowd and cutting promos, even after he got his ass whipped by Moxley, he went out the next night, he cut a mean-ass promo, got everybody pumped up for the Chicago match, you know, the fateful event. Bro, I was yep. just, it was Punk. Yeah, Punk had Punk had something, man. And, and Tony Khan knew it, and that's why he gave Punk the stage to say everything he wanted. It all imploded, man. It all imploded, but but for a while it got real good. This is a bummer. Like, uh, I just don't know, man. The whole thing just sounds weird. Still is. So you think they're you think they're working, uh, dude? I because I know the young bucks. They play. They do long works. If you're, now a lot of people don't care about the young bucks. So the way they do stuff, they drop. They'll they'll drop like a subtle hint from like. And they'll put it out there and they'll project it for like a year from now, you know, type thing. They're good at that shit. So, I don't know. When? I don't know what's going to happen with them, but it is a a bummer if Punk is gone because it was, it was short-lived because of his fucking injuries. You know what I mean? Yeah, bro. That was the worst part. Worse than all of it. Worse than the fight. Worse than the scrum. The only thing that I blame Punk for is is the fucking man, bro, getting injured. For and I blame him for was, that for so, missing that buckshot lariat. But I love that he tried it twice. Hey, bro, you know what, Punk, 
man, it's not always about you're not always gonna excel at everything you do, but he gives it a fucking shot. My boy, you know what I mean? My boy had two yep. fights in the UFC. Didn't win him, but he gave it a shot. My boy had two attempts at a buckshot lariat. Didn't hit it, but <laughs> but that he shit st- fucked him he up. He still kept trucking. He still kept trucking. Wow, and then and then he dropped the belt out here in Ontario, California, out at, at the the Toyota Arena. That's where he dropped the yep. belt. If I would have known, I would have been there, brother. If I would have known, but I honestly, I thought, good thing I didn't spend money on that ticket. Hey, look, it's like Jim Cornette. He said, he you know people always give punk. Oh, he went to UFC and got his ass beat. <clears throat> Jim Cornette would argue that. Yeah, he didn't win his fucking matches, but he's still fucking trained for all that. He still he still was trained by one of the best camps for martial arts. Um, the freaking Rufus. That's right, baby. Like, like no one's gonna put in that work for him. Like he, that's something he did on his own. That's like, right, baby. I'm pretty sure in the streets he could still get fucked up by the dude if you like, you know, you're just some guy picking on him and you don't, you know, he he probably knows his shit, bro. Like. In the streets? That's not all fake. In the streets? And he went to this. If Punk throws one of those high kicks, brother, that's it. Good night. You seen those high kicks that he throws? Yeah. But if he throws one of those punches, I've seen those too. And it's like a couple of pillows going at you, brother. And I'm not trying to get into a pillow fight tonight. I'm just trying to get home, okay? <laughs> I'm just trying to get home. Oh. oh my god but at the end of the day i don't i don't know dude i don't it's we, time will tell i guess and uh if i'm wrong i'm wrong i feel like it's a work or something's going on because he he got injured again he tore his biceps right yeah or a bicep yeah so it begs to differ he was gonna get written off anyways he's gonna have to drop the title it's looking good and huh? rather Huh? He was looking good. Punk was looking and he was looking real yeah. good, brother. He was in shape. Can you imagine? He was cutting his shirts okay. up real nice, brother. Hey, listen. Listen. Imagine win the title, then losing it because you broke your ankle. And then you leave for a little bit and then you come back. And then you win the title title again. And only to get injured again. So we're gonna go out the next night and say, "Hey, I'm injured again. I'm relinquishing the title." So I don't, I don't know if because of his injury, maybe that like it prompted, like, "We gotta figure out uh, a way to write you off," type thing, without it looking like, "Like, dude, you just came back. You got fucking injured again." <laughs> wow. You see how corny that would look? Wow. Like, I think it's corny regardless. One hundred percent. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> So you think it's a shoot and it's real? Absolutely. Absolutely it's a shoot and it's real. <clears throat> and I wish they could just work it out and work together because I would love to see Punk just, uh, I don't know, man, just taking on the role of like Sting coming down from the rafters with the baseball bat and just trying to take out the NWO, the, the click, the new click. Oh, my gosh, really? Yeah. Gave that fucking analogy. Yeah. That'd be horrible. Speaking of Sting, man, I was at the gym and my workout buddy. He was. We were watching AEW on TV, and we saw Sting get put through the table, right through the table. 
And he said, man, why are they beating up that grandpa? Wow. Who's your workout? Oh, no respect. Man. Who's your workout buddy? No respect for Sting, bro. Who's your workout buddy? Uh, he's not my workout buddy anymore. <laughs> How can they tell if he's old? I got respect face for paint? Steve Borden, then fuck you. That's what I told him. I said, get the fuck out of here. What about Lizzie Borden? XPW. <laughs> <laughs> Tyler Black. Hey, did did he wrestle on XPW? Who Tyler Black? Yep. That was that was the owner of uh, XPW. No, not Seth Rollins. Tyler Black. Yeah, that guy. Seth Rollins. Tyler Black. My boy. No, this is. Look him up. He made pornos. Okay, that's and decided what I to go XPW. XPW. Then I'm about to look some up right now. Might get turned on. Save that for later. Interview. Anyway, so uh, I wanted to talk in the next segment. The current uh, current wrestling climate. Uh, I feel like the business of wrestling has picked up quite rapidly over the last few years. Do you agree? I think it's picked up quite rapidly over the last few weeks, my brother. Or since Triple H took over. Ever since Vince got me too'd. And let me tell you something. Let me speak on this for just one second. Because when everybody was getting me too'd, my brother, not Vince. Not Vincent K. McMahon. And I said, look at Vince. Everybody else. They got everybody else, but not Vince. Somehow he, he knew what he was doing, man. He knew it. And you know what? And he, he and jinxed he, it. And he kept his head above water even for a couple years yet. And then they got him, my boy. They fucking got him. And we finally saw the fall of the man himself. The greatest. He's the greatest of all time. You want to talk about who the goat is, who goes on the Mount Rushmore? It's Vince with his fucking chin. Oh, no doubt. And no one, no one will, will, would ever fight you on that. Yep. But... What I mean is, yeah, man, he got took out. Triple H is, is in. We, we're seeing some changes. Some people don't like all the changes that we're seeing. I'm talking about somebody like Johnny Gargano. Some people oh. do like the changes that we're seeing. I'm talking about somebody like Karrion Cross. You know what I'm saying? So, I mean, it's it's a it's a mixed thing. But I think wrestling is back. Wrestling is fucking hot, baby. You feel me? Man, when I saw the match between... Fucking Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre at the Clash at the Castle. The way the the crowd was just so fucking into it. I wish they would just re- stay in Europe, wrestle their ass off in Europe all the time. It was amazing, man. But wrestling is hot, baby. Let's go. So I'll I'll, I'll run some like uh, the current like I guess the top promotions, and then uh, we'll we'll just talk to see how you feel about one uh, set of promotion. I'll go. I'll start off first with WWE. I think currently, what they're doing with Roman Reigns is like a, like plain simple, like a tour of the force, dude. He is like the, uh, the like the trophy. Like it's like ma- making it to the NFL, ma- making it to the uh, MLB, you know, soccer, whatever, and and winning that ring. You know what I mean? The World Series, whatever. How, the Stanley Cup, 
that Roman Reigns is like the perfect example of the the top guy in pro wrestling, what it should be and should look like. You know what makes him a top guy? I'm going to tell you what makes him a top guy is that he elevates everybody around him. Everybody around him. You know what I mean? And, I mean, look at the bloodline. Look at how legit all these guys are. Sami Zayn's never been more over in his whole life. The fucking Usos. Man, are you talking about maybe the GOAT tag team, maybe? You feel me? And they're fucking never been more over than they are in their whole life. Heyman's still doing his thing. Roman's the man. We could go. We could go back even further. Back to the Shield. Look at look at the look at the talent he was with then. Not to say that Roman elevated those guys. And in, in fact, they prepared him for his next role. But but Seth Rollins is the champ, oh, sure. the match machine. You feel me? John Moxley doing his thing in AEW as the world champ. As the world champ. Your favorite. Um, world yeah, champ? Paul. Who's your favorite world champ? Right now, at the moment, Roman. Yep. Proper. And he's not even like, I think the beauty is how they present him, dude. He's not oversaturated. He's not there every week. You know what I'm saying? You don't mind that? And No, I don't, because when he is there, everyone tunes in. Like, they want to fucking hear Roman. It's smart. Proper. It's so smart. Proper. And he's, and, and it's, he's earned it. Man, he's been having great matches for years upon years. Years upon years. And his mic skills are just getting it's better and better, man. Yep. It's crazy if you watch that one old school uh, promo he had with Cena. Where he kind of like took a long pause and Cena interrupts him. Like, hey man, it's called a promo. You're going to need to know, learn how to do one of these if you want to be like you know the guy. Wow, right there, huh? On live TV, man, wow. and Roman just sat there and ate it. He just ate that fucking comment like, motherfucker. And then he went into the dressing room and beat him up. And, and he went to the dressing room and, and just... bit his arm. Just found the nearest pillow in his RV and just screamed in it. <laughs> But yeah, oh, Roman's my uh, <clears throat> the man in WWE for me. Who's your guy? You know what? Oh, or, or things you don't like. You want to know what I don't like? Is that what you? Is What's that what that? you're talking about? Yeah. You want to know what I don't like in WWE? Shoot it. All right. There are some things that I don't like right now in WWE. So I'm going to talk about it. The first thing is... Bailey. (laughs) All right. Bailey. She's bad. The voice is bad. The hair is bad. (laughs) It sucks, Gloves are bad. In fact... Vince Russo was talking about Bailey, about how when you're a performer, when you're a TV star, you gotta invest in your in your fucking wardrobe. <laughs> Why? What made you bring up Bailey? 
Bro, he got so much heat for saying that that Bailey was lazy with her wardrobe. You know what I mean? <laughs> Did he? Yeah. How do you think it? Why? I don't know because I don't know because people are apologists now. But yeah, the wardrobe is bad. But I don't know. Maybe that's maybe that's supposed to be. She's a heel after all. No, just it is bad, dude. And like that whole faction makes no sense. Like, oh god. You get the one Asian girl who came and uh, speak English. I feel you. You know what? But I but in conception, it was probably like, it was probably like, yeah, we're gonna be fire. You know what I mean? And they're really out no, there trying to do it. But they given they WWE has given them such a strong push. It's like it doesn't make sense. Why? You know, they've been pushing that fucking group. What do you think they need? Let me tell you something. You know what I really want to talk about. I'm gonna tell you what I want to talk about. The new Bailey lose maybe like 15 pounds. They need Sasha Banks, okay? No, yeah. you know what? Sasha does this shit once, once every. I'll tell two you years. what they need. They need Sasha Banks. She's not happy. She threatens to quit, and she goes on hiatus until she gets what she wants. Yep. And she comes back, and she does it again later on. Wow, she's amazing. That's a she's amazing. Hey, that's that's a diva. And that's bad for business, dude, because you always have to deal with that drama because yep. she's essentially squeezing you for more money. And, well, Vince isn't nope. there anymore, so what's going to happen? You think? What do you think? I would, what do you think? I would cut ties with a person like that. It's toxic. You saw how Vince does with people like that. He, he made a whole DVD about the Ultimate Warrior. <laughs> exactly. I was just going to refer you to that. Ijole. But, like, come on. Fucking Hogan does that shit. It's whack. Like, cut ties with Sasha, dude. She just wants to go do modeling. I mean, so be it, but... Like, she wants to... Her and Naomi deserve a huge push. Or, I don't know, maybe she she's claiming she wants a huge push. So, okay, we'll, we'll give you a stupid title run. Then what happens after... You don't get... you After your title run ends, like... You're gonna be uh, like like bitchy and like complaining that you deserve another title run, and you're threatening to quit every time. Maybe she wants, maybe she wants a role similar to Roman. When does it stop? Maybe she wants a Roman role. Maybe and maybe she deserves it. You know, she's got a big presentation. Maybe a little less Sasha. Maybe you know what I'm saying. Charlotte Charlotte Flair's coming back. What's up with her husband? What's going on there? Hey, we'll get to that, man. Okay. Easy. Gotcha. All right. Next next promotion. Uh, whatever comes to your mind. How do you feel about AEW? You want to know what I don't like? Is that what we're doing? That Don't like or whatever. That was a shoot you question say. last time. It could, be, it could be something you like. No. You, you like. know what? First thing that comes to mind is... <laughs> But it's a guilty pleasure because I don't like it, but I really do like it. Is um is the referee Aubrey Edwards? Aubrey. Why? Because man, I love that shtick, man. I don't know. There's and to me, in a way, I'm gonna tell you the truth. To me, there's a room for that in a wrestling ring. But also, I understand the old school method. Like, I don't know. I don't know, bro. She's yeah. She's she runs amok, man. She fucking runs amok, but. But you really, I mean, I don't know. I like, I like the big teeth. I know you. I, there's things about her that you do like, I'm sure. 
So I just want to give her corn or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. My my current problem with AEW at the time is two. Number one. Well, number two. I'll put number two first. This is too way too many factions. There's there's too many forming every like two or three months. Someone's jumping, and none of the factions make sense. It's like they're just fucking throwing people yeah. with people, and right. And then another one sticks. It's like this doesn't it doesn't carry on to whatever storyline. It's just, it's just this is craziness, you know. And it's hard to follow, and it's stupid. So that's annoying. And it's uh, number one is Andrade. Yeah, he. I feel like that guy has so much potential. It could be a huge star. Wow. And he's just been underutilized. Wait. For and that's not that AEW, that's he was underutilized in NXT. He was underutilized in WWE. And this this is sad because that's that guy's like built solid for being a Mexican. Bro, barrel chest. You know what I mean? Yeah. He got a good and look. He, he's athletic. To me, he's he looks like a like a mafioso motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? He's ready and he's ready and he wrestles aggressively, accordingly to Sammy Guevara. You feel me? Um, and I like that. Yeah. I like it. I like it to be snug, especially from a Mexicano like him. I want him to come in there and and have a, a match like kind of like the way him and Rey Mysterio went at it. Man, I'm gonna use that as a reference point for for how great this man could be. And they went kind of balls to the wall statement match. And man, I think he was hoping to have more of those in AEW. I think a lot of guys that go over there hoping to have that. And he ended up becoming just like a, like a action figure. You know what? To be honest, I think Tony puts a lot of guys in stables to appease them. I think he just, he, he wants to get him on the show, get him some work. Even if it's just a quick rock walk out part of the stable, if even if it's just a promo in the back, you know what I mean? Because this is biting his time. Yeah. Yeah, and man, who's to say that that's wrong or that's right? Who knows? But I think that's what happens. And I think people end up getting moved around. Sometimes there's an explanation. Sometimes no. It's just, it just sucks to see a talent like that go to waste. Because I really feel they're doing doing a strong push. I don't know if you remember when they brought in Chavo Guerrero. Yeah. To be like one of the part of his. I think it was supposed to be his mouthpiece because I know uh, Andrade struggles with English. So, which that would have made sense, dude. With Chavo at his side to like, kind of like a Paul Heyman figure to to like Roman. That could have been, that would have been something cool to see happen. But they dropped the ball. And then Chavo like only appeared like maybe two times and that was it. And they had like a bad falling out. With the company. I might like to see so, Andrade in the ring with Roman. Have they ever been in the ring together? We should we should see. If maybe they've been in the ring in a in a Royal Rumble or something. Because Andrade is is so barrel chested, he I bet you he would look good in the ring with with Roman. I bet you they could have a good aggressive match, man, and just get down. Two brown looks, dudes getting down. He looks better now. That's for sure. I think than... he wants that chance. Let me ask you a question, brother. Do you think he 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 sucked up Sammy Guevara to try and get fired? Is he trying to get fired? 
I've heard that too. What do you think? But also, what's the mark? Also what's read, in the mind of the mark? I've also read reports too, like uh, back in the day, people would do some crazier, stupider shit to get out of their contracts, but they wouldn't work. Like the company knew like what they were trying to do, type thing. And I mean, it's up to the company at the end of the day. I mean, it could be. But then again, Sammy's always getting into it with somebody. He's got into it with uh, what's his face? Eddie Kingston. Yeah. So, but Sammy's always playing the. Uh, well, I didn't do nothing. I didn't do nothing. I don't know what's up with these guys. Type. That's his his stance. You know. Bro, it's, so, it's a bad look when the veterans are are getting getting mad at you. That's like that's like uh, Marty Jannetty type shit. I can see Sammy being that annoying, cocky dude backstage. You know, smart mouth. Yeah. And you're just like, just the fuck up, you fucking punk ass kid type thing. Hey. Then you got to deal with Jack Swagger, my boy. What you going to do about that, bro? You want to talk about a tough guy? Man. We! The Faithful with the lisp. Now that was yeah, a faction. We're talking about a faction. And he, I'm sure he likes his job too. When's the last time he did anything? He just shows up. He just shows up as he's, part of his faction. He's collecting a paycheck, dude. Mm-hmm. All right. So, how you feel about New Japan? New Japan. You, you know what? I got one thing to say about New Japan. What's up with What's Antonio up? Inoki, my boy? The legend. Rest in peace. The passing of the legend. Rest in peace. Antonio Inoki. Damn. That's history right there, huh? Isn't it right? He's pretty he's like the Japanese Hulk Hogan, right? That was history. Really handsome. Day really, really handsome. Day, my brother. That was history. But today is a new day. Yes, it is. In New Japan? <laughs> All right. In New Japan. I'm, I'm a big bad luck folly guy. You feel me? I don't... Like, I know... Yeah, you know, Antonio... Antonio Inoki was... No doubt a legend, right? Yeah. Some say... He was probably as big as Hulk Hogan. Yeah. In that time. Yeah. You know but, what? Ooh, Antonio Inoki? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think I think he went over Hulk Hogan one time. And he went over Ric Flair. He definitely went over well, Ric dude, Flair. Dude, didn't he, like, didn't he do shit with freaking Muhammad Ali? And he went over Ali. He went over all of them. Antonio Inoki, the greatest of all time. Yeah, however, greatest for that period of time. Well, let's talk about outside his wrestling career. He was a, you know, he was a Democrat. That's it. <laughs> Anyways, next question. Oh my god! Damn, no, no respect for the dead, huh? Go ahead and say. You know who's in New Japan now? Bad dude Tito. I shouted him out. <laughs> a local. He's a local cat. Look. <laughs> You think Antonio Inoki 
It gave a rat's ass when he was sucking down on them cat bones. That was somebody's fucking pet, bro. I'll leave it at that. Oh what were we saying? Sucking down on them what? Eholay. <laughs> All right. On, on them cat bone friskies. Come here. Yaka taka taka. I'm just kidding. All right. Getting too into it. Yeah. Stop. Before I f- offend people. Get it. And then leave a bad review. Asian people. Let me tell you something about Asian. <laughs> Get it. So New Japan, my opinion. Jay White. I believe he has the the potential to be a huge megastar. And he is. I think he is a star. It just they're just booking him. I think wrong. He appears on Impact. He appears on AW, but like I said, it's just like when AW comes to their factions, that make no sense. You know, they start shit and then they slowly break up without you ever knowing. Same thing with uh, Jay White. He appears on AW and he just appears like he did an appearance, and then you don't hear from him again. Like I don't get that that fucking way of thinking or running a business. Uh, I just. You know what, brother? I, uh, I mean, I guess the presentation's cool. I kind of dig the gimmick, the facial hair, bad. You don't care for that? Yeah, bad. And plus, he he uses the sister Abigail, right? Yeah. Yeah, man. So what's he gonna do now? Because the man is back. I know he's got the Bullet Club. He's the leader of the Bullet Club, so. We'll see what happens. But I mean, the, part, the sad part about New Japan, I feel like a lot of their top stars for a while were just being farmed. The, you know, the New Japan? Yeah. WWE was taking a lot of their top talent just left and right. Which sucked. When you're trying to run a business and you keep creating all these stars. And when a company's offering you millions of dollars more than your current company, it's hard to turn that money down. Yeah. Well, Not to mention, you go to the States and they pay for all your fucking visas and all that bullshit. Like, Sinsuke Sin- uh, Nakamura. Yeah. Shinsuke. My man, what's up? He's not going back, man. I hear he's well-liked in WWE. My sources tell me. Well, well, look, he ain't he ain't leaving, bro. I mean, there's there's two different types of wrestlers. There's one that are like trying to make a career, be the best, and go down in history as a legend, Hall of Famer, whatever you want to call it. And there's just some there who are just complacent and and cool, just making their cool, you know, eight hundred thousand or a million dollars a year, whatever their contract is, and they're cool if they got a job every match. They don't give a shit. They just care about living good. That's the two different types of wrestlers. Like Dolph Ziggler, The Miz. I would classify The Miz in that category. <laughs> Wrestling, wrestler, occupa- occupational wrestler? Yep. And then there's motherfuckers who live it? Yes. One's a job and one's a fucking career. That is like... What would you, what would you call 
Cody Rhodes. Um, he's a smart businessman. I would say he's a career wrestler. Yeah. He's he's trying to uh I think his his cause his dad's Dusty Rhodes, so it's like for him he wants to set the bar high. On behalf of his father. The Rhodes family. Yeah. Were you ever you know did I mean? you ever think that the White Rabbit was Cody Rhodes? No. Did you think it was Brandy Rhodes? Uh, shape. Really? That's Caramel Rabbit. <laughs> She's hot, though. For some. Um, no, I think it was Bray. Yeah. But yeah, I mean... I mean, uh, Jay White, dude. He is uh, overlooked. He's got the... He's got a good build, man. Dude's in shape. That's that's the truth. And he's he is good on the mic. He's comfortable. He's come a long way. So what but, what does he need? I don't know. Maybe he's just cool making that new Japan money too, you know? Maybe he has certain leeway there. What do you want from the guy? I don't know, I can I can picture Jay White being he I could see him as a, a WWE guy. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Holding a title, he has that. The way he talks in the mic and then carries himself, he has that those vibes where someone like WWE would like be interested in him, without a doubt. They put him in. They, they put they him like, in NXT, right? <laughs> they like lean. Give him a different name. They call him what? <laughs> I'm gonna call him. We're gonna call you John. We're gonna call you John Bundy, and you're, <laughs> and you're the you're the block box relative of King Kong Bundy. We're gonna call you Hugh Morris. Humorous. All right. How do you feel about Impact Wrestling? You know what. Thank you for asking. I'm going to tell you what sets Impact apart from the other organizations, and I'm going to tell you why they're the, maybe the most underrated of all the organizations. And that is because of two reasons. Number one, Dixie Carter has been in this game, and I'm sure – I wonder what her take is. I would listen to – what's Dixie Carter's podcast? I want to listen to how she feels about Tony Khan and the moves that he's making – because Dixie's been in the game for a little while now. She's had the ups and the downs. And so she's a little more experienced. So they got Dixie Carter. No slouch in the game. But more so than that is Lance Storm, my boy. Lance Storm, he's, he's, the, he's the main man in there. He's doing his thing. He's fully committed, fully invested in impact. And I think, uh, I think he's, he's the one. New champ. Lance Storm for world champ. Really, Lance Storm's old, dude. Is that what I said? Is that what I said? (laughs) If if Chris Jericho could do it, Lance Storm could do it. They're in the tag team together. There's only one Chris Jericho. 
right? He's in Fozzy. <laughs> hey, that's the um, truth. You're absolutely right. That that's all we're seeing now is the Fozzy frontman in wrestling matches. <laughs> yeah. And every new gimmick swap, he's, he's just like a different. He's on stupid. he's on tour a different way. This time he's 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 Alice Cooper. Yeah. The Lionheart's dead. Yeah. No, it's just this fucking weird guy who just Bro, came all, out. Like rock, rock is, is dead. He's going on tour. He's just right. He's the Fozzy front man in a wrestling ring, and that's who he is. I can now. just, I can just picture him in the back in his locker room, always playing some like heavy metal band, and just him air guitaring, and singing. You know that annoying guy that sings the lyrics to you, even though that's just lit, like being blasted. But he, he wants to sing every damn word for word. That's him. Shaking his hair. Shaking his hair. Wow. Stomping his feet. What is he, five foot six? <laughs> He's short, dude. And a big old head. Big, why is, what's up with Canadians and their big old heads? Dude? Yeah. You know? he's, got a, he's got a block. That's for sure. Omega had the same shit too when we yeah, saw he's him. Got a Big block. One. It's like fuck, man. What the fuck is I think that? It's the lack of the neck. Brick? It's, it's the big head and the lack of the neck. It's a. It looks. It looks like it takes. It has like a monopoly on the. I think it's top, something else. Top, it's like the top half. It's like a monopoly. It's like, you know when you like. It's like a. You do like a shoulder shrugs with a barbell, right? Yeah. No, you know how you like squeeze up top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's how the Canadians get it, but it's from getting their. Uh, they're shit pushed in, Holmes. Damn, I'm just kidding. my boy. <laughs> you um, I feel like uh, Impact needs to expand out of that fucking studio, dude. It's just not good enough. And it looks so corny on TV. It looks so, like, like indie, like massive indie vibes. It's a money-saving measure. What do you think she no, should I get do? It. Take it around town? Do you think she should just take it, take him on tour? Or just I don't know. Switch up the lighting or set up, you know, set the chairs differently. Like make it look more. I don't know. Spruce it up a bit. Because it looks. Spruce it up a bit. I can pay pay some more people to come <laughs> watch the show. Look, or maybe just stop pushing like people like Sammy Callahan from Ohio. Yeah. That's a, I mean that's honestly what the so, fuck is that the gimmick? That's a good point. I don't know because he's trying to he's relatable or whatever, right? So people want to hear from 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 Ohio. Yeah, there's it's a, like there's you a see him. It's like there. there's a ceiling. Yeah, I feel you. yeah, I, I get it. It's like someone went and knocked on his trailer, right? His trailer door and said, "Hey, bro, you're up in 15. <laughs> and he just put on his regular shoes on and threw on a flannel. It's like he drove his own trailer over there, huh? <laughs> <laughs> just went and knocked on it. Oh my god! Hey, Sammy, like he drove his own trailer. You're up in fifteen. Fifteen minute mark. Get ready. <laughs> All right. He throws down a couple of brewskis and it's like, ah, right, let's get this over with. That's him. What about? Or like Eric Young, I know they're doing a story with Eric Young, but Eric Young's a, another weird cat, dude. I don't know. 
I know those are your boys. That you, you like that style of wrestling. I like I like that style of uh, I like that style of audience work, my boy. The way he used to <laughs> the way he used to work with the crowd, <laughs> that motherfucker is is on another level. You know what I'm saying? He's out there Santino Morella style, just working that crowd over. Hey, but also he gets really intense into his characters too. Yeah, EY, what's up? Well, yeah, but, okay. So, what about Sammy Callahan? Hey, what about Sammy Callahan? Sam, exactly. You got nothing to say. What about Sammy Callahan? What's up? <laughs> hey, but uh, to me, it's just not cutting the mustard, dude. What, what's, what's going on there? It's, and like, uh, and dude, what happened to fucking Eddie Edwards? He got hit in that dome, bro. Never been the same. You feel me? He fucking blew up. Got hit in the dome piece, you feel me? Remember he used to be fit when he was with Davey Richards? Yeah, they were a good tag team. And now he's just this guy that wears baggy shorts and loose t-shirts. Wow. What is that? Now he's just... I was uh... like, the other day I was looking, I was like, is that fucking Balls Mahoney on fucking TV? Balls <laughs> <laughs> Mahoney. Wow. I think he stole his wardrobe, bro. This wardrobe idea. Hell yeah. The loose, you know, cut-off wow. sleeveless t-shirt and the baggy shorts. I can, I'll feel real comfortable wrestling like that. But this is public enemy run. Yeah. Maybe... Well, I, I guess I can't really talk shit because, I mean, Kevin Owens claims that. Oh, man. Bro. You know I'm right. Hey, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens reminds me of... Kevin Owens is like if if you would have just kept dressing how we, and working how we did in the, as the backyard wrestlers. And, DBW? Yeah. I feel like... That's, I feel like Kevin Owens is like the realization of of who you were back then. You know what I mean? If you were going to create a wrestler and let him go on to wrestle in WWE, that's Kevin Owens. That's you. Dresses the same in everything. The the big basketball Damn. shorts, the big shirt. Like a fucking like a fucking emoji, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like a life size emoji. That's that version what a of fucking you. joke. What a joke that is to wrestling. That's sad. Well, whatever. He's probably right. I don't like his, uh, I don't like that style of clothing. There's a lot that I do like about Kevin Owens, but, uh, I'm honestly, I wish he would just be, they would just call him Kevin Steen. Yeah. My prefer wrestling style of clothing, just for the record, I'm going to set the record straight. Is the way Bret Hart dressed. Yeah. Right? Yep. And I'll be forever the best. Okay, so what 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 could what could Kevin Owens wear that would, or maybe, that would make him more appetizing? Or, may, what, or maybe the way Owen Hart did it. What's gonna make him more aesthetically pleasing? Should he wear a vest like Roman Reigns used to wear in the in the shield like that? What's the what's the chest should he wear a D'Lo Brown chest piece? Um, Should he wear it to make him more, you know what I'm saying? More sexy. I don't know. 
I don't know. That's a good question. Maybe. Maybe put the cheeseburger down for starters. <laughs> or no. Uh, we'll start from there. And we'll see what happens. But there's a lot that I do like about him. I think he's I think he's just I think he's pretty I think he's really good, man, on the mic. I think he's I think he's rises to the moment. I think he he, he lives he lives his gimmick. Like you said, there's guys that do it for a job and there's guys that go out there and and do it and they live it. All right. How do you feel about Ring of Honor? Oh, man. R.I.P. Ring of Honor. It was a good run. <laughs> man, talk about, you know, bad management. Wow. Hey, you got, they got Scott Dixon there. Yeah, <laughs> Scott Colton. I keep saying Scott Dixon, Scott Colton. <laughs> Scott Dixon there. Oh my gosh! Who no, I didn't say that. The first Jay time Lethal? I said it was, was the first time I said it was Colton Dixon, yeah, which is a Colton singer. Dixon. <laughs> hey, who do they have there? Jay Lethal. They got Jay Lethal. Yep, they got uh, they got the Briscoes, which is legit. Briscoes. We got Wheeler Yuta. Dalton Castle. Oh, they got Wheeler Yuta. He was there. For, wow. He was their, their champ. Yeah. Current. There's some type of champ. It's not the world champ, but. Is he a great worker? Cesaro was their world champ. Is he a great worker? He Will is, Yuta? yeah. What about Jonathan he Gresham? He's, he's the best. He's gone, bro. He quit. Hey, do you think that what he was, you know, he got into it with Tony Khan. Do you think He got mad because Tony Khan kneeled to him. To talk to him, he like kneeled all the way down. Wow! And like, <laughs> <laughs> wow! <laughs> and he said, "Man, get out of here!" <laughs> I heard, I heard fucking Tony Carl was laying on his stomach, bro. He was laying on his stomach talking to this dude about his contract. What kind of shit is that? <laughs> what kind of shit? <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> when Cesaro did that fucking spin thing he does to him, I swear to he picked up a little kid and was doing that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I swear. It did not look right, dude. Oh, it was like it was like someone's older brother playing with the little baby brother. <laughs> <laughs> like, stop picking on him, huh? Yeah. Is that what you wanted to say about the world champ? Stop picking on him. Put him down right now. I was just waiting for the parent to intervene. <laughs> I was, like, I was like, what the fuck is that? Then he got all butthurt. Trying to make it because it's black and this. It's just like, oh going. my god, bro. He should have just kept going like 40, 50 times. <laughs> and what about, oh man, come on, man. <laughs> I'm fucking dizzy, cuz. Shit. 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 
Oh man, that's funny. That's how I felt though. <laughs> that's, that's how I felt. Oh, that's how I felt though. Oh my god, Dalton Castle's still there. I, think. I mean, he had he had some heat for a little minute. I don't know. Bro. He's a. I don't know. My opinion, that guy's a man, fucking weird guy yeah. too. The ROH is just like. If you're not if you're an ROH and you're not wrestling in AEW, it's just like like I don't know he's NXT at this point. Is that is that a fair assessment or am I am I underselling Ring of Honor at this point? No, probably because you're it was going under until AEW intervened. Right, it was inevitable. Right, right. It wouldn't be non-existent if it wasn't for Tony Khan. Right. So you're right, but I I hope they build it up. I mean, this. Obviously, a loyal fan base to that. And keep in mind that a lot of great wrestlers did come from Ring of Honor. Daniel Bryan, Samoa Joe, Punk, but you know, but Tyler Black, but Cassius Ono, will any other Cesaro, great wrestlers come from Ring of Honor? Will they produce another another great wrestler, either in AEW or WWE? Time will tell. Town will tell what how Tony Khan handles that promotion aside from the current drama he finds himself in. Um Hey, what if uh here's some food for thought. What if like Punk shows up there as a heel? In Ring of Honor? Yeah. Because he used to be in Ring of Honor? Yep. So he has a legends contract, and and Tony Khan can't touch him. How Imagine, that be, bro. And your homie Colton Dixon's there. Boom, boom, aka Boom, boom, aka Boom, boom. What if like he imagined the biggest <laughs> boom, work? Boom. He shows up there, and he does a a, a run with Colt Cabana. Can you imagine? So, who is uh who's CM Punk in this scenario? He's like Marty Jannetty, coming back after the barbershop, or, or. Um, I don't know. What would you call that? <laughs> call that call that a big flop. <laughs> nah, Punk Punk can make anything good. I'm a believer now. Punk is, we can Punk imagine is if he comes magnet, back, bro. He's a fucking hey, heat magnet. Just listen, the ultimate work. They did this because he brought up clearly Cole Cabana, that scrum that set everything off. And then uh, he gets stripped of his title. You're done. He heals from his bicep. And he shows up on Ring of Honor where um, Cole Cabana is. So that's what they're saying. The whole gripe is that supposedly Coco Bannon no longer works in AEW because, because of Punk. They moved them to Ring of Honor because of Punk. Even though it's ran under the same company and he's still getting paid. But I'm just saying the angle there would be, you know, Punk shows up there and starts to angle with Boom Boom. Which, you're right, probably would be a big flop. <laughs> <laughs> Did it occur to you when you said starts an angle with boom boom? Because I said I was just saying this is the name Colt Cabana. Like 
Like Cabana Boy. Like, I don't know. Big Bucks. What's that name? Boom Boom. Whack, huh? Boom Boom. No money to be made there. No money. Maybe he'll show up in WWE. Anyways, NWA. How do you feel about Billy Corgan's promotion? Oh, man. Uh, I I love it. You know who I love, man? I love me some Tyrus, man. He's he's a champion to me. You know what I'm saying? Also. He's a, he's a G. Yeah. He's a real G. He's a real, real G. And then I also love some of the other competitors. They got they got some real G's like Trevor Murdoch. He's a real G. I'm 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 honestly I'm a little sad that that they canned Jim Cornette. So I'm a big I'm a I'm a big Cornette guy. How you how do you like Jim Cornette? I like his trash talk. It's funny. It's entertaining. It's amusing. I really don't. Like I can listen to Jim Cornette, and he he can't offend me, you know. Yeah. He's just that's just his personality. He's just a trash talker. Wow. He's a shit talker. Yeah, I feel you. And, and he gives he gives props where props are due, but at the same time, I think he's just a a very uh like strong critic per se, but entertaining nonetheless. Yeah. I feel NWA has a lot of uh, has that grassroots feel to what wrestling was back in the day. Pretty simple, what uh, basic formula. I know you're a big Zack Ryder guy, so I know they got that going for him. Yep, Zack Ryder. He's a chiseled, perfectly tanned, just the right amount of wow. chest hair. Uh huh. Go on. Uh, He's got a dime piece. Yeah. His wife. Yep. Oh. He's got straight teeth. He's got every wrestling figure ever. Is that? Man, fuck that guy. Feel me? Yeah. Fuck that guy. You feel me? You feel me? Yeah, blowing. But you know who is a star is uh, Thomas Latimer, dude. Yeah. He deserves a push. He looks Big good. Time. His story, his story's legit. Mm-hmm. He like quit drinking. He got his life. He got him like he's fucking another guy that's like the perfect height. He's a tall guy. Mm-hmm. He's fucking jacked. He's he's built. Good tan. Good look. Latimer, yeah. the man. And I know, and I'm, I know our boy EC3 just started a EC3, uh, the man. They're like doing a storyline right now, so we'll see how that plays out. All right, and how? But yeah, and Thomas Latimer. How can you watch? Push. How can the view? How can the listening audience watch uh, NWA Power? NWA Power on YouTube the day after for free. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I'm trying to save some money to my friends out there listening who don't you know don't have the time you savvy <laughs> savvy oh enough you don't worry. <laughs> I'm sorry man I just 
Trying, I'm trying to look out for my my peeps. But <laughs> don't got funds. But yeah, uh, yeah, for sure you can watch it uh, on YouTube. Like I said, the after airs. Okay. <laughs> oh man. All right, Triple A. How do you feel about the uh, the promotion ran by the cartel? <laughs> Bro, that's fucking bonkers, huh? <laughs> Holy shit! How do you feel about that? Oh, hey, man. those that's not a first, man. I mean, New Japan was ran by the. Uh, <laughs> wasn't it ran at one point by the Japanese mafia? Yeah, by the Yakuza. Yeah. Yeah. Well, hey, that's not it first. It wasn't New Japan. It was like uh, it was like the old <laughs> old wrestling matches, like before Inoki, the guy that trained Inoki, Matsuda. Man, you know what I mean. No. Ricky. <laughs> His name is Ricky. Vietnamese... Ricky, Ricky Dozan. Okay, look, Vietnamese, Chinese, Laotian, yeah, uh, Japanese. They all look the fucking same. <laughs> yeah. uh, minus the Filipino, because they look darker. They look more like Cambodian, like that weird, uh, the darker skin. Kind of greasy looking. Anyways, Triple A, how do you feel about that promotion, my brother? (laughs) (laughs) So, see, I, I, my mind tends to just ramble sometimes. I have to apologize, but I can't apologize too much because it's just me. It's just. Me being me. Do you agree? Yeah, Icon. I love it. I love it. Why don't you tell our, our viewing, our, our, our listening audience how they could watch some AAA action. AAA action? Yeah. Uh, Canal 34 <laughs> Telemundo. Is that what you wanted to hear? Yes, exactly. Wow. <laughs> wow. I love it. So, bro, it's like we just never, it's like we didn't miss a step, bro. <laughs> just, uh, yeah, that's that's fucking easy. <laughs> that's fucking easy. That was a softball. God bless. I hate Triple uh, A's ring, dude. Like that. Matt looks like a, this is weird. It's like looks all rubbery and like trampoline like. <laughs> <laughs> you think you think those Mexicanos gimmick the ring? <laughs> Fucking no, man! It just looks whack. They probably did. Huh? They're like fuck that. And there's like a big old like uh, sponsorship on there, like it's like giant fucking logo of Corona, like or Tecate. Yeah. This is, I know they're trying to look, give that boxing feel to it, but 
Or maybe they just don't have the funds. They I like really that, need... bro. I like that open feel to it. I, I'm like, hell yeah, they're, they're shooting from the fair today. You know what I'm saying? It's going down. These guys are... And, and, I mean, now I get what you're saying, but and, and clearly I think other wrestlers love it because you have Kenny Omega that, that wrestles over there. Yeah. Andrade. Yeah. Like... Bro, Omega, Omega transcends various cultures. So that's interesting. He's known for that, huh? That's interesting. Worldwide. He's, yeah, yeah. Canadian, right. from Canada to Jap- Japan, to Mexico, to the states. Yeah, yeah, you're right. How about when? How about when we were among his peers that one night in uh, Long Beach? Oh yeah. Yeah, I was watching that video about when we were just hanging out. We're right there next to the motorcycle. That was probably uh, Cody Rhodes' motorcycle. And, and that was, and that was cool because that night, uh, Kenny Omega was not only the wrestler; he was also the security guard. <laughs> <laughs> and that's a fact, Jack. That is a real life right there. <laughs> you know I'm right. <laughs> oh, oh man <laughs> fucking Kenny poor Kenny poor Kenny um but you got nothing else to say about AAA nope <laughs> I got nothing else to say about AAA <laughs> that's it huh yeah that's it brother that's it for our Latino brothers fuck that's fucking horrible <laughs> That's fucking horrible. Um, <laughs> would you ever oh, wrestle shit. if you had an opportunity oh, and say Iraq wanted to create a new wrestling promotion now in, uh, you know, Afghanistan or whatever? Or Iraq. Yeah. Iraq. Uh, yeah. Desert Wrestling. IDW. Would you, would you join? What? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god! Fucking, would you join their fucking pay per view? Be called Desert Storm. I got World know War who's Three going over, brother. <laughs> who's going over? World War Three. I would throw up like Ultimate Warrior. I'd say no. We're not. We're not having that match. I'm you taking the finish. Fucking... I'm getting up, and then I'm I'm taking you out. We're going home. That's- Would you join that promotion? Don't I look like I'd be the baby face of that promotion? It's into a roster where everyone looks alike. They're all wearing turbans, some type of khaki color. It's my gimmick. <laughs> Your gimmick will be the I don't know. Skate prisoner. <laughs> you wear a shirt that's like tattered. You got a little, little shackle on one of your feet. <laughs> like, I was, like I broke out just before my, my punishment. Before the... <laughs> yeah. And you're just trying to fight your way to the top. <laughs> you're just trying to fight your way to the top. Bro, your opponents oh look like God. Kurgan. Remember Kurgan? Yeah, for sure. From the, from the oddities? Uh-huh. From the truth. 
the truth uh yep. <laughs> league i forgot yeah <laughs> that was it cyrus uh-huh that's my omega's mouthpiece yep omega's mouthpiece the jackal the jackal yep man and we're just spinning facts right now, dude. Yeah, what's up, wrestling savant? So no, the AAA cartel. You know why I'm on no. this cast? Because I'm the wrestling savant. So, so no on the Iraq desert wrestling. No. Um, you know what, brother? If I'm if I'm gonna be the top baby, then then let's do it. You feel me? If I'm gonna get booked like like the Von Erics, then let's go. All right. Let's do it. Let's do it. You heard him, folks. We're going to have a couple people from ISIS reach out to you shortly. <laughs> <laughs> Brother, you want to join the movement? All right. MLW. MLW, which stands for Major. League Wrestling. Oh, for sure. You got your boy there. Alexander Hammerstone. Oh, straight out of PCW. PCW. Yep. Yep. Whom we saw in Long Beach. They got Simon Gotch. Oh, from uh, the Vaudevillian? Yep. Uh-huh. You got Davey Richards is there. Oh, okay. I like Davey Richards, yeah. Keep going. You got the Big Rapist. Which one is that? The big rapist, man. That's the gimmick. That's uh, Enzo. Oh my god! Hey, he's over there. He's he's doing his thing. The big rapist. He was over there. Oh wow! Yeah, he, uh... yeah, he is. He's he's he goes by the real one. Because he can't be he Enzo got, uh... anymore. Huh? The real one, the real a rapist. <laughs> oh my god, that's his game. You got your huh? favorite wrestler of all time there. Uh Willie Mack. What? Willie Mack? Yep. Wow, he's getting work. What's up? That's what I'm talking about. Get Willie Mack some work, my guy. You got the Von Erics there. Ross Von Eric, Marshall Von Eric. Oh yeah, Marshall Von Eric. I follow my boy Marshall on Twitter. What's up? Push me like a Von Eric. Let's go. Do you really? Yep. We got to Jerry. He's there. Really? Yeah. Holy shit, that's cool. And Leo, I think I said Leo Rush. But... Yeah, my boy Leo Rushki. Oh, how so? How do you feel now that you? You know, heard that roster. How do you feel about? Oh, and TJP. Oh, the homie TJP. He's another. He's another school of hard knocks. Out here, is he really? Yeah. What's up, TJP? School of hard knocks out here with Jesse Hernandez. Straight to the top. You feel me? Jesse Hernandez, the con artist. What do you mean, my boy? Hey. So yeah, man. Yeah, I see a. Big potential in you for just twenty nine ninety nine a month. <laughs> oh, that's a steal. <laughs> I'll uh, steal. I'll showcase you, brother. I just 
Really needs you to pay twenty nine. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. How do you feel about that roster MLW? You think they're like a potential or just eh something just like a stepping stone into your career of pro wrestling? You know what? Um sounds like they got a good roster. It sounds like it can be a good stepping stone. You're going to go over there. You're going to work with some veterans of the game, like TJP, like Davey Richards. It sounds like Yeah, Tajiri there. Can Gangrel's there. Yeah, Gangrel's top guy. Gangrel's a top guy in any in any promotion. Tajiri. Why, because he makes pornos? Gangrel does? Yeah. Wow, top guy for sure. For sure. <laughs> Um, what about Juggalo Championship Wrestling? What about that one? Duh, that's for like... That's someone... Sammy Callahan belongs, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it should make him a fucking honorary, honorary member of the fucking... The third man to the ICP. Fuck out of here. Oh fucking God. Juggalo. He probably oh does drink God. Fago. Fago, in this fucking trailer park, just throwing him back, oh yelling on why he's not being booked. <laughs> oh, I love you know it. what's sad is that him and Ambrose are like used to be tight. They were considered best friends at one point. And now what? I don't, I don't know if that's still the case. When he went to best WWE, hung out with Roman. enemies. And Seth, and then yeah. He, what about the other one? He looked at his bud. He was like, "Shit, what, like, what's it happening? This is gonna hold me back." Wow. Or not? And he cut ties. He treated him like Dennis Stamp, huh? Because he was. Remember, he was in NXT. Sammy Callahan. Yeah. But they fired him. Yeah. They let him go. Yeah. And then he let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Wow. First they let him go. And then he did the rest. Wow. And they were like, see? You see, uh, Dean? That could have been you. That could have been you, but we saved you. Got him. We made you a star. <laughs> so what's your chain of command as far as wrestling? Who's number one? Um, top three. Top three promotions. It begins and ends with WWE. And um, I, th- I think AEW had a, had a chance to just really, um, I don't know, man, just get talked about more, whether it was for good things or bad things. No no such thing as bad, bad publicity. But I guess, you know, you have the things to consider. You got sponsors and the like. Apparently there was some, uh, you know, representatives from from TBS that were there in Chicago, and you know, they were in everything when all hell broke loose. Anyways, it'll be a shame if that CM Punk's final final uh, memory in a in a wrestling ring or wrestling related, but you never know. This is this is the wrestling business. He did say that he'll never come back to pro wrestling. I think for 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 what it's worth, man, he gave them everything they paid for and, and more. 
including a pain in the ass. But that AEW is my second wrestling promotion, and yes, I am biased because it's in America. And then, uh, and uh, I mean, New Japan or Impact. Hmm. I would say New Japan. Yep, absolutely. Uh, they're more like athletes over there when it comes to wrestling. Yeah. And Impact just Impact. Sammy Callahan. Sammy Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> That's her guy. He's I don't know. Like, he wants to be like Mick Foley, but he's not. But he's too like trashy metal, and it's only like a small group of people he can relate to. Mm. And that's you can't really push him because no one really cares for a style like that. Mm. You you get what I'm saying? Yeah. This is too. I want to say campy, but. No, he's always screaming. Always has a stupid bat. <laughs> stupid fucking bat, dude. Oh, I don't know. Should I give him a call? <laughs> Can I speak to a writer? <laughs> what do you think? I think we, I think we gotta get him on the show. Mark, like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can we, let me speak to the, the writer impact so I can like uh, personally take care of uh, Sammy Callahan's storylines. <laughs> you know, give you know, undisputed advice. <laughs> what do you think? I think? Oh, now they got Bobby Fish there. He just joined Impact. Mm. He loves it. Huh? Loves it. Bobby Fish, remember? Yeah. He was part of the... Uh, he asked to be released from his contract in AW and then mm-hmm. shows up. Now he loves it. This is... Everyone's different because before in wrestling, there wasn't that many... Until AEW came along, there wasn't that many avenues to go to make good money, at least. And to make good money, you got to work that grueling schedule with WWE where you're never home and you're constantly traveling. And that, whether you're making good money or not, I mean, after a while, you get burnt out, dude. Yeah. That shit sucks. You're yeah. never at home. If you have kids, fuck. That's even worse. Mm-hmm. You feel like shit. Mm-hmm. So now you got AEW was pretty local and you don't travel as much and you still make decent money. You know, you still get to be dad and then work your fucking dream job at the same time. Mm-hmm. So I guess it all depends on what you chase. I mean, what what's, what do you want in life? If For a professional wrestler, you want to stay local, stay in the impact zone and be the Sammy Callahan and just make enough to like pay the the storage for the <laughs> you know what 
what I'm saying? Just enough to pay the bills, just to cover the the mortgage, the utilities, and you know, maybe a new shirt once a once a month. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or you can be like WWE and make millions and kill it. Let's go. Building. You gotta build. Or you can be like AAA and just work for beer. You know? Hide behind the mask so they can't see your drunk face. Damn it. Because they're all fucked up. <laughs> We're all getting fucked up. So. Or NWA. I mean, that's pretty... They seem to be happy. Yeah, All the guys that work there. Look at... What's his name? Tyrus? He's on... That dude wrestles and he does fucking... Fox and Friends or whatever segment he does. What about Mr. Spectacular? Are you a big Mr. Spectacular fan from Impact? No. Mm. No. Yeah, me neither. But he was used to be on, know, he used to be on a reality TV show. I know you're a big Nyla Rose fan. Nyla Rose? So, yeah. You like you like that kind of stuff? <laughs> oh man. That's disgusting. That's weird, huh? Weird times? Go ahead, speak on it, my brother. The platform. Some weird times, Nyla Rose, or (laughs) 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 or do you you accept it? What do you do? do? (laughs) (laughs) Tell me what you do, Icon. You you love it or you? (laughs) What is it? Do you accept it or do you reject it? (laughs) Or do you rejected it? I rejected it. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I don't know, man. That oh, I think when Tony Khan tried oh, his hardest to push that and be the change. Nothing at all changed, though. He, he, he smartened up quick. He did that briefly and said, "You know, we're not making fucking money with this. Yeah. I'm sorry, dude." Contracts terminated. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. That was it. That was all it took, baby. One, two. It did, right? Yep. He said, I can't do it. And same thing with Sunny Kiss. He debuted it, gave him a chance, and just... Yeah, no. Hard no. This is... Weird times, right? Or do you like, are you cool with it? I would just overall, ouch. Damn, man. I would, I would never fly in WWE. Wait. I take that back. Yeah, I would. You see that new uh, storyline or that new wrestler, that big black dude in NXT? Almost. Nah, he's like. He kind of gives you. He kind of reminds you of King Mabel. <laughs> no, I swear. I swear to you. 
I'm not even lying. But is this very uh weird? He comes off very uh sexual towards you know the opposite sex or the same sex. And uh yeah, it's not gonna happen. Nope. That's the that's the part when I change the channel and I gotta go take a piss break. <laughs> So they can't log in my my ratings count or viewership. <laughs> you know how they do data when people tune in and tune out. I always make sure I tune out on purpose. <laughs> Am I saying too much? Like how do you? Okay, icon. <laughs> I know we've been rambling for a while now. So a great comeback, and I miss you. Yeah. So I miss these conversations. Yeah, I miss you too, brother. It's been good. But how do you... Okay, so how do you feel about cancel culture? Do you get stupid? Man, I think... I think sometimes... They just... They be getting all cray, you know what I'm saying? Like, when, when do we draw the line? When is, like, like who's right, who's wrong? You know, type thing? Yeah. At one point, we all, like... The last man standing. He who gets canceled last is, holds the most power. <laughs> yeah. It's fucking, fucking stupid, dude. Oh my gosh. Yep. how we get here? Yep. Always wonder, that. how do we get here? Anatomy, baby. Simpletons. Simple times, mm -hmm. that's right, baby. Simple times, you said it. But too many sheep out there, man. I feel you, my boy. Just go follow the butcher straight to the butcher shop. <clears throat> and it's too late. Once you're awake. You're already in a cage. You feel me? <laughs> You're already being led to slaughter. Oh, no, man. It's just gotten out of control. It's like... It's time to move on and just... And just live. Just simply live your life. Okay? Yeah. You don't got to shout it from the rooftops. Or what you're doing. Just live. Just be alive. Just be present. I feel that. It's <clears throat> a good final message. In part. That's, that's the final message right there. Yeah. You know, uh, wrestling's booming. Oh, yeah. It's a good time to be a, any young, any young person aspiring to be a wrestler that's like in their early 20s right now is the time for them because what a great time to be alive you know like absolutely so many so many having this for that profession you can make a career you get options and you got so many schools now that teach stuff so you just pick the right school you you want to what kind of you know style you want to learn and go from there absolutely but it's cool though Cause it wasn't like that for us growing up. It was either 
WCW or WWE. Mm-hmm. Then you had your indies, but I don't even think they were called indies at that time. They were just like small promotions, right? Like, like little, like farming systems. I don't know. That's right. The roots. So, not today's day and age. I mean, <clears throat> look at Rikishi. He has his own school. And damn near half his family is on WWE. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you're like a young cat going to his school right now, how cool that feel. Yeah, 100. You ready? Big time. Big time. That's fucking awesome. Building. Big time. Big time. <laughs> Boom. Pow. <laughs> Or, you know, like, hey, I don't want to, <clears throat> I love wrestling, but I uh, I know I don't make, uh, I know I won't make th- much money working for this promotion, but I also don't like, I don't want to work a full-time job elsewhere because I'm lazy. So I'll just work at Impact Wrestling. You can call me Sammy Callahan and I'll just, And I'll just get by as long as I get the mortgage on my trailer. In <laughs> mm-hmm. the sixer every other day. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, wrestling's alive. I, I'm uh, just a quick rundown. Like, uh, sucks for like the whole punk thing, because I feel like if it ain't a work, and if it's real. Real shoot, real real drama. They, they miss a golden opportunity to elevate themselves to a, a way higher. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of reminds me of like the, what uh, Vince did with uh, Mike Tyson and Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. You're right. Everyone thought that was fucking real, dude. You know, mm-hmm. even though it was, and I, everyone did. It was on the fucking news. And I just remember, like, holy fuck, you know, but. It, it, all, it was all a work from day one. Smart. This is smart. Smart Mark, baby. But I, I hope that'll be like legit because I know I know wrestlers always complain that the smart marks know everything. Mm-hmm. You know? That's right. Even Kevin Nash is the same shit. And this is hard to create a storyline because you have your the mark marks the freaking the fans the the guys who are like you know the guys who go to the pen stores and you know wipe out this guy he's never met I'll buy it all I'll even buy your paintings and so you know what I'm saying Icon you got it baby be Live in the house building. Hey, do you get what I'm saying though? You got it. Right on. Well, hopefully, uh, hopefully it turns out to be, uh, hopefully this, hey, hopefully this punk squashes the beef. And then you don't know CM some... Punk very well, do you? <laughs> so, somewhere down the road, they can just. As as uh, the anger dies down, and you know, cool level heads, 
re-engage. Maybe they can come to an agreement, but we'll see. Well, Icon, thanks for coming back on. Man, thank you. It's been, I love it, bro. You know, this reminds me of back in the old days when we used to share one uh, one can of tuna. You know what I'm saying? It's the same kind yeah. of thing, baby. We're gonna, we both got to eat. Both got to eat, huh? So Where's the baby? crackers at, dude? <laughs> Where's the crackers, my boy? Hit him up. And the mayonnaise. Hit him up, my boy. Like Tupac. All right, man. Well, I'd like to thank those listening and for holding out this long. Uh, thank you. Thank you for supporting it. Yeah. Much love. Yep, absolutely. I think I think you can read- they got their money's worth and then some on this one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. This is the GOAT episode. You can reach us at Merc Club on Instagram. Shoot, shoot me a DM. But please, no dick pics. Only tetes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, Icon. I'll catch ya. All right. On the next one, we'll be back again after some more shit goes down in the rest of the world. We're going to jump back on the line and fuck it. We're going to make it happen. All righty. All right. God bless. God bless. Peace.